This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So, Dave, this is uh, this is the week of lovers. You realize that? How right? long have we been together? <laughs> um, so, we, what are we? We're celebrating what? Forty? How many years? Forty-two-ish. Forty-two years or so. What yeah. is What is the forty-two year? Well, I've got something even better. So, uh, I have found some audio from Germany of people uh, during Valentine's week just just to show you that love is a universal language well and if it's coming from Germany it definitely oh yes right. are you ready yeah here we go these uh, this is Germans who say erotic things All right, here we go oh Liebchen bark like a schnauzer that is the bratwurst in my pants but I am happy to see you your love making is so efficient touch it Touch my glockenspiel. Oh, baby, I just love the way you are so punctual. <laughs> but, Liebchen, I am a soccer player, and we can't use our hands. So, you know, it's a universal language. I don't think those were real Germans. <laughs> no, they really are. <laughs> and it is also really time for Minutia Men. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Uh, I've probably told this story before. It doesn't need the jingle. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, you remember at my wedding. Ah, uh, yes, I do. And there was a point where I'm supposed to kiss my mom. Uh huh. Yes. Know, when she was at the pulpit. Uh-huh. And I lean over to kiss her and she recoiled. Yes, I remember it well. <laughs> and the whole joint laughs, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. So you're still scarred by that. I can a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never saw my parents kiss. Did you guys Yeah. Did? Yeah. Really? Yeah, all my parents used to make out and stuff. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I've I never saw it either. <laughs> Seriously, did you ever see the um, you know, look, pecks I, on the cheek. I that's about it. I or, you know, like dad brings home flowers and, and mom gives him, you know, a little peck. Yeah. That's about it. I don't, I don't think, I think we were peckless. My dad was actually uh, like a romantic. Yeah. He was for real. Yeah. But my mom was just not into it at all. It was just, it was pretty funny to watch actually. So are you, you're pretty romantic. With yeah, I think so. You yeah. know, yeah. for a German. <laughs> you remember the anniversary date That's yes the, I, I do and you haven't ever forgotten her no and name. later on in the show this is just a teaser i'm going to give my advice for long-term love to young long lovers term, yes right. well we got a hell of a show today we and do we got to get going because i just we do all right let's um, do it can you fire up the jingle florida uh, jingle yes here we go what's wrong with you florida uh, this comes out of Florida, as you probably know. Right? I, I guess that Florida school asks parents for permission to have book by an African American author read to students. Unbelievable! <laughs> Did you hear about this? No. A Florida school district is drawing fire for asking parents to consent to having their children participate in the reading of an African American's author's book to comply with state law. And of course, the law that we're talking about is the parental rights and education yeah. law, which is referred yeah. to as the don't say gay law. Right. Signed by 
Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Um, Under the event description, and you are welcome to look at it on Google. It's all over. This is real. Under the event description on the permission slip, it reads, students will participate and listen to a book written by an African-American. Wow. (laughs) The title of the book, nor the author's name is listed anywhere on the permission slip. It's just the fact that he's black. He or she is Unbelievable. I reached out to the Florida superintendent, uh, Florida school superintendent, uh, Joseph Goebbels. <laughs> and, uh, he was not able to talk to me. He was attending yeah. a rally in he Germany. He was saying Liebchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He was. Uh, uh, permission slips are going out next week about the use of black crayons, blackboards, uh-huh. and blacktop <laughs> in the playground. Uh, the chessboard question. Yeah. Oh. That is going to be uh, in March. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna tackle that. So. And finally, did you know that if you were in the Indian Head District in Florida, okay, you cannot the libraries in those schools you cannot find a copy of the diary of a diary of a, a young girl diary wait diary of Anne Frank diary, I'm sorry diary diary of Anne Frank, um, but you can check out Mein Kampf. I'm for not real. That is for real. Wow. Yeah, so. All right. Well, I have a story for you that's not quite as depressing as that one. Um, This one is about primate humor, okay? Um, And this is kind of a fun story. Uh, For the first time, researchers have detailed how great apes playfully tease, Mm. right? So they found out that there are four species of great apes that joke around. Suggesting that the human cognitive the tools, Shecky, the Shecky species, it, the it, Morty species, yes, the Buddy, exactly, uh, and that humor may go back thirteen million years if yeah. you consider, you know, our, you know, we rose from the thirteen million. What are you talking about? I think twenty six hundred years or something. Well, right? I mean, six thousand years, true. right? According to I read study, that in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, probably can't read this study in Florida, but they found that there are 18 different types of good natured teasing where an ape provoked another unsuspecting ape in a playful manner. This Uh is a true story. The most common behaviors across all four species were poking, hitting, hindering movement, body slamming. What's that on your shirt? Got your nose. Pull my finger. Tapping the other shoulder. I know you are, but what am I? Take my wife, please. You What's can call that? me Ray. What's in your ear? Is and, that a quarter? And the election was stolen. All behaviors <laughs> observed among humans. Sometimes uh, it also involved elements of surprise, said Lummer, a researcher at the Max Planck Institute of Animal Behavior. Uh-huh. The teaser would actually sneak behind the back of the target and then... Surprise a target with a teasing action, like a hit, mm. or screaming boo, or whispering, your mother has a red ass. Those, That's what happens <laughs> I see in, what you did there in with the, the monkey world. With the gorilla, I, I said that. Playful teasing can be seen as entertainment, but others, like primatologist Marina Davila-Ross, says it also can help juveniles better understand their social partners. Mm. For instance, a young ape learns how much they can joke around with another another individual before they get a reaction and they learn that there are some times when jokes are not appropriate like when your wife is mad or when your father-in-law is seriously telling you the latest conspiracy theory that he believes (laughs) all of this is also in the ape world which i think is fantastic Um, given that this playful teasing is seen in great apes simple joking has been present in our last common ancestor going back 13 million years So, so you know the when I was gloriously unemployed out of college, yeah, I would go, I would walk to the link I would walk to Lincoln Park and just hang out in the gorilla cage or not yeah. the cage yeah the, in the, the the gorilla house the gorilla yeah. house and there was a gorilla kundu I'm not kidding that would 
kind of go by the glass, pretend uh-huh. he wasn't looking, and then just slam his head. <laughs> as hard. I'm not kidding. It, yeah. It was like, whoa, everybody screamed. It's yeah. true, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. Yeah. And in other words, and this is important to remember, it's not our fault. No. It's, it's, this is just how we were it's made. It's evolution. It's I evolution. I can't stop it, honey. <laughs> I'd love to stop joking, but I just, I'm not, it's, e- e- uh, it's, it's, a, I'm not, uh, evolutionarily, evolutionarily, uh, able predi- to do so. Exactly. That was yes. not a word, but that's good. <laughs> hey, uh, we got a interview or interview. We got a review on Podbean from Thelma and Louise's gas cap. Which oh. I thought is a pretty interesting name. I like that. After listening to every episode, I think to myself... Every episode? Yikes. I don't I think don't. I've even done that. There is no way that new story is real. And every week, I'm wrong. <laughs> Great show. Yeah, look up the Florida <laughs> school story. Yep, yep. Look up the gorilla yep. story. These are all true. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, you know, in part of this show that we... One of my favorite parts of the show was when we could dip into the uh, Rick and Dave archives and we call this segment Studio Walls. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So I got a couple of treats for you this mm-hmm. week. A couple of treats. Mm-hmm. This is a big anniversary week. 25 years ago this week, mm-hmm. President Bill Clinton was impeached. Which is, you know, timely because yeah. there was just an impeachment mm-hmm. of a uh, low-ranking official. At, <laughs> the janitor who did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so we did this bit uh, when I was with the John Landecker show 25 years ago where um, Vince Argento, who you've heard, you heard earlier in the show doing the German erotic uh, talk, uh, Vince figured out a way to do the chipmunk voices. Okay. Right? And then... And this is really where the talent comes in. He figured out how to sing in three-part harmony as the chipmunks, which is really hard to do. You don't just sing it in three-part harmony and then speed it up. You have to sing it really slow and then do it from that okay. and then speed it up after that. Okay. So it's really a technically difficult thing to do. Yeah. Um, so I, How did he... How did, how did that affect society? At the, the amount of time that he spent, <laughs> he could have cured cancer, probably. Well, maybe so. <laughs> but it also gave us this fun bit, and I think it stands the test of time, if you ask me. And no one's asking me, but uh, uh, this is chipmunks talking about the impeachment of Bill Clinton. It includes some uh, clips uh, from the actual impeachment, uh-huh. including one from Strom Thurmond, uh-huh. who was still around yeah. then. And I just want to play the whole thing for you. Because Wasn't this it, such, that's a, that was such a quaint time in our it was. lives, right? Looking back on yeah, it. I, 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 I long for that, that kind of provincial. Yeah. All right. Well, here it is. This is the Chipmunks impeachment. Well, Theodore, Simon, Alvin, looks like the impeachment really happened. We wrote a song about it, John. Okay. Let's hear it. William Jefferson Clinton has undermined the integrity of his office, has brought disrepute on the presidency, has betrayed his trust as president, 
William Jefferson Clinton by such conduct warrants impeachment and trial and removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit. John, Theodore doesn't appreciate the sanctity of the law. Simon, aren't you still on parole? I never lied under oath about my sex life. That's because you don't have one. Boys, can't we be bipartisan? But, John... Just sing, fellas. Point there, guys. This is going to be ugly, isn't it? You better believe it, John. I say censure. That's toothless. Toothless sounds like a good idea. How about a toothless Alvin? Toothless is something that your trailer park president is familiar with. Do you solemnly swear that in all things appertaining to the trial of the impeachment of William Jefferson Clinton, President of the United States, now pending, you will do impartial justice according to the Constitution and laws? So happy God. I do. Listen to that guy. He's so old that he was probably at the first impeachment trial. But at least he didn't lie under oath. Enough with that lie under oath crap. Can't you even admit that a 96-year-old man is old? I just hope that I can still pound my gavel when I'm his age. If you know what I mean. Shut up, you brat. This brat can kick your wow. butt. Brat, butt, brat, butt, brat, butt. <laughs> So that was but, what it was like that, 25 years ago. That sounded fantastic. <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> I remembered that we did it, and I uh, sent uh, Vince a, a text asking him to send it to uh, me, and he has no memory of even doing really? it. Really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get to the next thing, mm-hmm. it's another anniversary. Mm-hmm. 50 years. It's a 50-year anniversary. All right, so 50 years, that puts us, what, at 74? 1974. Okay. Um, a little 11-year-old boy um, was had his first moment in the sun. Oh, God, no. When he uh, wrote a poem <laughs> oh my God, about that, Abraham get, Lincoln. We need and, to do a jingle, the Lincoln poem jingle. That, no, no, uh, oh, we're no. playing it again, doggone right, it. Here right. it is, because it's a 50th anniversary. I mean, how many times do you have a 50th anniversary for something like this? And here it is, Dave Stern, 1974. Honest Abe, he was called, and we are sure he was not bald. When he was young, he read and read, and even when he was in bed. But until the day he died, he had still never lied. He was one of our leaders, and a good one at that, who always wore a very high hat. And just as he wanted and just as he got, except for a man with a dangerous plot. John Wilkes Booth was a very bad man, and surely not a Lincoln fan. He put a great leader into his grave who wanted so much to save every slave. Dave Stern, 1974. Wow, I hit puberty very quickly. Now, uh, just quickly to tell that story again, uh, you won a contest. It was was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Um... And it was, you had to write a poem about anybody. Right. 
or anything and whatever. And my hero, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a poem about Abraham Lincoln. And and you got to do it on the radio? Yeah, I did. It was I, what, like four of us were invited to WBEZ Radio. Which is the NPR station. Right, but that was actually at Northeastern okay. at the time. All right. Uh, oh, it was a huge deal. <laughs> huge deal. And uh, there it is. Uh, well, I, I don't think you should run away from it. I think it's something you should wear as a badge of honor. Yeah, Pride. Like, yeah, like Gallagher's you watermelon been, and sledgehammer. That you've kind been of... in show business for 50 years now. <laughs> 50, it's a half century of Dave Stern. And still telling the same jokes, just like <laughs> comedians. Uh, can, can, we, can, can we continue here? Yeah, okay, can fine. We got the Delta aircraft. Wait, now, 75th anniversary. Oh, no, I've got, no, that's it. Yeah, no kidding. You yeah. did a lot of. Thank you. And that was also a Vinny, Vince Argento production. It was a Vince too. Argento production, yeah. yes. Uh, when, when does he have time to do anything? <laughs> a Delta aircraft returned to airport after maggots were falling on passengers. Yeah, that's not good. Yesterday, Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, flight DL-133 from Amsterdam to Detroit returned to... Shipfall, shipfall, is that the airport? In I think so, yeah. Uh, as first reported, the Airbus A380, I'm sorry, A330 was forced to turn around because maggots were falling out of the overhead. Ooh. Um, one passenger by the name of Dirk Johnson said that he was drinking his coffee when he saw all of a sudden something splash and a little maggot was no. sw- was no. swimming was swimming in his coffee it appears that somebody um had a fish that okay. in the overhead that and just had, left it there well <laughs> I, I i don't know i the the, the story is still unfolding <laughs> but it does sound a little fishy i, I don't want to know what kind of uh uh, cleanup job right. they did <laughs> yeah, could have been there since <laughs> hey who missed the fish <laughs> I don't, uh, so they had to turn around because maggots started to rain from this overhead on this on this poor. That could guy. be the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Do you remember? Did you ever go through the lice phase with your kids? You, you, know, had, you I, had boys. I, I got lucky. Yeah, then yeah. none of them ever had it. So, well, girls. Yeah. I mean, that, it's. I remember you had. Oh it, my like, god! All the time. Every friggin' two two yeah. months there was another lice, and I remember a couple of times seeing those little guys. I mean. In order for a lice to be able to be seen by human yeah. eyes, it's it's a survivor, right? You know, right. It, it's it, it has been it's made it through the shampoo, <laughs> yeah. it's made it through you know whatever else you have to yeah. put in there. I mean, yeah, it's and you, I would be able to see them like little, and you have to, yeah, for you young parents out there, you have to literally pick them out one by one out of their hair. Well, you? then, uh, and then, yeah, you do that for a while, and then you like slather their hair with like some lotion. Is it? Cetaphil, I think. Yeah, I don't and know. then they got to wear like a saran wrap bonnet over their head, and then you have to wash everything. Yes, and like the whole oh, house. Yeah, it was yeah. just. Yeah, just. I, it's one of those things. Like if if you hear somebody's got mice in their house, you don't you don't come out and say. Oh, you're living in squalor, right. but you think it. Oh, absolutely. You think it. Oh, and lice as well. You <laughs> know, I never had the, the same thing. I never had the problem with lice. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I bet that's true. One step ahead, baby. <laughs> so this is, a, you know, it's the week of love. Valentine's Day mm-hmm. was Wednesday. What did you and Michelle do? Absolutely not. Yeah, same with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I worked. I got home at like nine. Yeah. And just. Do you guys ever do anything no, for Valentine's never, Day? Never. I, I don't think we have since our first like couple of years of marriage i don't think we've done yeah, anything i know uh, I, I remember yeah i remember we used to once the kids come it's like whatever yeah, right yeah 
Every day with me is a present. <laughs> well, anyway, apparently doing nothing is not a bad thing. Uh, the British news service Sky News talked to couples who have been married for 60 years mm. and asked them all the secrets to their long marriages. Mm. And I thought this was this is very cute. Josephine and Aubrey Langley, who were 90 and 91, mm. They met in 1958 when they foxtrotted at the Moston Dance Hall in North Wales. Mm-hmm. And according to Mrs. Langley, there's one thing that's key to a long-lasting relationship. Uh, you ready? Uh, a husband that knows how to barbecue and make an exceptionally <laughs> good gin and tonic. Not bad. I think that makes yeah, me a good husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, a good husband. You're a good barbecuer. I am. Yeah. And I can make a very I, good gin and tonic. I don't tonic. think I've ever had one of your uh, John and Patricia Chesney, who are 84 and 83, they celebrated their 61st anniversary on February 2nd. So they got married at like 19 and... Please don't make me do the math. Okay, okay. Uh, Mrs. Chesney had a tongue-in-cheek uh, advice for the young couples. Yeah. She told them, run, run, <laughs> run. That was cheeky. Yeah, it was cheeky. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was cheeky. But then she advised, here's the actual secret. Uh-huh. The actual secret is, let your husband think he's the boss as long as he obeys his wife. Yeah. Well, which I think is also very good advice. When, uh, whenever anybody asks me, how oh, you know, you guys have been married 32 years. And I just, I do whatever she tells yeah. me to. Yeah. In fact, I promised my secret to a long marriage. Right. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Right. Uh, happy husband. Not important. <laughs> yep. Not important. Yep. If you look at the list of things, yeah. that's yeah. not even in the top 50 as far as yeah. I can tell. All right, so that is... Well, happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. To me and you. You know, we should send each other Valentine's cards. You know, like we did in school. You had to give them to everybody. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You could put, like, a basket in front of your house. Be mine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, well, no, to piss off our wives. Although I know now Michelle's listening. Yeah. So this is a kind of... uh, Just, we should do... On Valentine's Day, us get together. You yes, know, and like give each other roses and yeah, stuff. It just, it just... <laughs> Honey, I can't do anything to you. Me and I, you know, gonna... hey, it's Valentine's Day. It's 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 my night with Dave. <laughs> you understand. All right, uh, it's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this one comes in via email. It's from Carlos. Uh, One of you guys said something in a recent episode that sparked a memory. You said, who is the most famous person you went to college with? Everybody knows at least one. Mm -hmm. I thought, not me. I went to California State University in the mid-90s. Not exactly Harvard or Juilliard. But then I remembered something from the deep recesses of my mind, and I just know you'll appreciate this. I hadn't even thought about this in years. But one of my classmates in marketing class... What's this black guy who looked really familiar? Mm-hmm. It was really bugging me, so I finally asked him who he was. His name, Rodney Allen Rippey. Oh! The kid who got famous in the 1970s for those Jack in the Box yeah, yeah, commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want Minutia? Top that. <laughs> Carlos, that's a good one. It, it sent me down a, uh, a uh, Jack in the Box uh, uh, rabbit hole, mm, okay. and I found one of the old commercials okay. from Rodney Allen Rippey. This is this goes back to 1976. Here it is. Hi, I'm Rodney Allen Rippey, and the matter beans can eat at Jack in the Box. This is a Jack steak sandwich, and these are pretty delicious too. And this is a taco. This is an onion ring. Oh. There might be ten thousand things at Jack in the Box. 
crap of the kids, crank of the car, to jack of the balls, come as you like, come as you are, to jack of the balls. Rodney Allen. Yeah, he was on all, like he'd be on the Flip Wilson show. He was yeah. everywhere. Oh, I, a, there was an odd couple episode with him yeah. where um, uh, Felix and Oscar uh, had to go talk to their landlord about something. Uh, and Rodney Allen Rippey was their landlord because he was, uh, you know, he was so famous and he was a mogul at that time. That was the bit. Uh, that's also on YouTube if you want to find it. Uh, Rodney Allen Rippey. And if you're in Florida, you need a permission slip to to, to, to watch those commercials. That's a great point. Uh, but please send in uh, your uh, emails to us. Uh, we do get quite a few of them, but uh, I, we enjoy all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, send them to uh, Minutia Men podcast at gmail.com or you can send them you know through our various different uh mm-hmm. social media we're on uh instagram we're on twitter um you, you'll find us and we're please, out there and review us too and review us yeah and then maybe a review will be how many fun. stars should they give us uh, yeah i want to what is it five or four i don't want to get greedy but is, i think is, five is, stars is, is all is, you're is allowed to there? put in there okay yeah five would be, you know what four is fine you know what three what <laughs> what i don't care you have no idea yeah. how to promote um, you know who does know how to promote hmm. our executive producer, yes. Tony Lasano with Opie shows. Uh, we should thank him mm-hmm. for all of his hard work and he does work hard for us. Uh, we also need to happy thank Valentine's day to you. <laughs> we Tony. should send him a card. Yeah. Also, uh, happy Valentine's to Ed Silla mm-hmm. with radio misfits. Great talk. Radio is uh, not dead. Dave, it's just moved to a better place. Radio misfits.com. And, uh, we're working our butts off, which means we're going to be here again next week. With a brand new episode of Newshman. That's right. And, you know, one other thing before we go, um, I just want to wish everybody in our audience a very special uh, and happy mm-hmm. Valentine's Day week. And, 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 and you're and, scrambling. You're looking for a jingle right now. Kiss your loved ones. Uh, okay. I, I want you to kiss your loved okay. ones. <laughs> Whatever, where is this going? You are you're struggling here. All right. And it's time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. The proceeding was a presentation of the men. Radio Misfits <laughs> Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm like a gymnast who landed the perfect landing. Nadia. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.